Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through the 24th. That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana Convention Center. In Indianapolis, let's say that. (laughs) So if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello. Yeah, I believe it was booth 1710. 1710. Yes, so it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah, this is going to be like Megacon. Yeah, unfortunately I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there but he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her. And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, will see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days... Are you going to be there one more time? Uh, we're going to be there the 22nd through the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Man. You hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? It's showtime. Hello, everybody, and welcome to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Robbie. I'm Sammy. And this is going to be a combined episode with my other podcast, Robbie Reviews. Um, we're going to go into a little bit deeper in this episode. So just wanted to let you know that Mm -hmm. it's going to be a combined episode since this basically goes to both shows. Mm -hmm. So, so today we are talking about five nights at Freddy's. What did you think of the movie? I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it as well. Mm -hmm. So. Do you want to read the caption or the introduction of the movie? You want me to read the summary? The summary? Yep. A troubled security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night on the job, he realizes that the night shift won't be so easy to get through. Pretty soon, he will unveil what actually happened at Freddy's. And the tagline is, can you survive? Mm-hmm. And when the night shift starts, the nightmares begin begins. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is PG thirteen, violent content, bloody images and language. Genre is horror, mystery, and thriller. Mm-hmm. Box office opening weekend. No, gro- this is the gross. So gross. I'm sorry. Is one 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 thirty six point two million. Mm-hmm. Has a running time of an hour and 50 minutes. Distributor is Universal Pictures. And production company is Scott Games, Universal Pictures, and Stryker Entertainment. Blumhouse. 
And it was directed by Emma Tammy. I think I mean that's that's the way. Yeah. At least she also is credited as a writer on the they have movie like as well. Scott Cawthon, Cawthorn, Cawthon, I think. Um, Seth Cuddle Kudback. Why can't be? Why can't people in Hollywood be named Bob? Uh, or well, Samantha? Chris, Chris Lee Hill. That's an easy one. And Tyler McIntyre. Yeah, that's pretty. Looks like. But I thought it was cool that the director also had a writing credit for working yeah. on the screenplay. Because you don't always see that. Yeah. Where they do both. Obviously, this is starring Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, you want me to, to name off the other castmates? Or? Oh, you have them? Yeah. Yeah, I have everybody. Um, so Josh Hutcherson, Hutcherson was Mike Schmidt. He's the security guard. He's That's- been in a fair, far decent amount of movies. Mm-hmm. Like, more than I realized. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Parker was played him as young Mike. Piper Rubia was Abby, and that's the younger sister that's in the movie. Uh, Elizabeth Lyle or Lyle is Vanessa. She was the police officer that got involved. Yeah. And uh, Mary Stewart Masterson was Aunt Jane, the aunt that they did not like. Right. Matthew Lillard was Steve Raglan, aka William Afton. So. Just always remember we do spoilers in this, yes. by the way. Um, Kat Connor Sterling was Max. That was Abby's babysitter. Okay. Max. And uh, David Lint was Jeff, who was the leader of a juvenile gang and Max's brother. Kristen Stokes was Hank, who was a member of the gang. And I guess everybody like on the internet calls him Uncle Hank. Why? I don't know. I failed to... And this may have been related to the video game. I'm sorry, but I just want to just throw that out there that he was referred to as Uncle Hank. And Joseph Poliquin was Carl, who was also a member of the gang. So then you had the murdered children. You had Grant Feely was the um, one who was in Golden Freddy. So he was a little blonde boy. Okay. Asher Colton Spence was the one with the hook. So he was Foxy. Okay. David Houston Dottie was the um, Bonnie, was in Bonnie. That's okay. the kid, the haunted Bonnie. Uh, Liam Hendricks was Freddie Fosbear. And Jophiel Love was Chica. Okay. So if you get it, that all the haunted people, on haunted kids. Mm-hmm were the the machines they haunted yeah, the machines. Yeah, if you haven't seen the movie. So, so that's yeah, that's why spoiler. the that's why they move is because they're all haunted by these children. Right. And then there were suit performers. I just thought it was interesting. They have Kevin Foster was Freddie Fazbear. Uh Jane Kennard Martin was Bonnie and Jessica Weiss was Chica. Okay. So, I just thought that was interesting to see who did, like the stunt stuff too. A lot of them were at uh, Spokala and Spooky Empire. Mm-hmm. The people that were actually in the suits, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So a lot of people were were comparing this to uh, Nicolas Cage movie. I have a trivia. Yeah, okay. I've already referenced that. I'm jumping ahead, so I apologize. And this was shot in New Orleans, by the way. That I was gonna, I was gonna come up. That was gonna be my next question. Uh, I did pull up ratings, so critics gave it a 31%, but audience gave it 87 on Rotten Tomatoes. 
and it has a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb because IMDb is just IMDb garbage. IMDb always ranks things so low. Everybody hates everything on IMDb is what it is. Yeah, I really agree and truly, with that. That's what I've decided. So there's a kill count of 11 in this movie. There's the five kids that we just said that haunt the like animatronics. Okay. So, I mean, like they didn't die in the movie, but their death is pretty important to the movie. So, Uh, but right at the beginning of the movie, we see the security guard when they have like that Fosbear robot head attack him Mm -hmm. or he gets smashed into it. Pretty gross. And then everybody in the gang that breaks in. Yeah. So Carl gets uh, attacked by the cupcake in the kitchen. Uncle Hank, Bonnie get attacks him in that like closet, mm-hmm. the janitor's closet. Uncle Hank, what? I'm sorry, not Uncle Hank. We just did him. Jeff, uh, Foxy attacked Jeff. Um, Max was pretty brutal. Yeah, for a kill because Freddie Fazbear cut her in fucking half. Like just yeah, sliced strap down the. Yeah, it was pretty gross. And Aunt Jane, I just wrote down that Golden Freddy fucked her up because we don't really know what happened. We just know that she's on the floor and clearly dead. Clearly dead. Of yes. course, I mean, the little girl, Abby, she, she doesn't really realize that because they're like, she fell asleep. But no, right. she was she was dead, dead. Yeah. She was, she was done, those. So I do have um, facts. I kind of tried to break it up. I do have some about the animatronics. Okay. You want to start there? Yeah. So unlike most studios, I like to use CGI to bring stuff to life. The In this movie, they relied on Jim Henson's Creature Shop. So I think they, that's better. I agree. I like practical effects much better. So they created the Fosbear animatronics. And they were the characters were performed by puppeteers from the Creature Shop. And for shots where the characters weren't moving, the puppeteers would control the head and body movements. And then in the rare instances when a character would walk or dance, then that's when the stunt performers would come in. But the puppeteers would control the head still. Okay. Like the facial movements. But that's when they would bring in the, the stunt actors. Okay. And although there was a Golden Freddy stunt suit that they built... The costume was actually never used during filming. So for all of his shots, he was an animatronic puppet that was performed by the puppeteers. And in case you're wondering, because of Foxy's skeletal-like structure, he was built as a full-body animatronic puppet and was performed by Russ Waco along with a group of puppeteers from the creature shop. So in shots where Foxy walked, it took as many as six puppeteers to accomplish the full range of movements. So, I mean, they didn't CGI out like a leg or anything like that from a person. They actually built a fully working, walking animatronic figure for Foxy. Okay. So that had to have been super creepy on set. Yeah. Like these things are, they're creepy just to look at. You imagine being on set with them? I just can't imagine sitting on set with them actually moving their faces. And especially because they obviously created them where they could look like the friendly version. Right. But then they're evil. So there's also like the sketchy version. Yeah. I would not have enjoyed that if I had to see it in real life. I don't think that would have been a fun time. No, I get you. Uh, So some general 
like trivia that okay. I have for you. The opening credits are depicted in Atari-based computer graphics, and they show the events that led to Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria closing for business. This style of storytelling is present in the majority of the games because this is based on real video games. I don't know if we mentioned that. I I found that out while I was watching the movie. Yeah, it's so it's a on, real video game yeah. series that they base this on. So that's that's why they used also like a lot of the the setup at the beginning to establish the video game stuff. But yeah, it's based on video games. And many items, sets, scenes, and even camera angles in the film are replicated directly from the 2014 video game. So, for example, the security desk in the film is set in. They have that red and white striped cup that's on it. That okay. was literally from the game. And there's okay. this, the same poster that says Celebrate is also on the wall. So they took both of those things directly from the way the video game looked. It would be cool to go through the video game and kind of go scene by scene and see what's Here's the similar. Thing. You and I tried to play the video game. We wouldn't see all of this because these creatures would kill us and yeah. we wouldn't really make it very far in the video we're not game. very good at video games no that's why we don't have a video game podcast yes so so and we wouldn't really do very good we'd have to youtube it and just watch other people yeah in the first scene of the movie foxy hums a tune before attacking the first security guard right. that they showed this sound effect is taken directly from the first game in the five nights at freddy's series where it's used as an indicator that foxy is close to attacking the player so apparently that's what Foxy does in the video game is hum and then you know you're fucked. Okay. Is what I gathered from that. All right. Um, the song that initially plays over the credits is a fan-made song from the Living Tombstones that is titled Five Nights at Freddy's. I thought that was very cool. Do you remember when these games were out? No, because I don't, I don't play video. I played The Sims. Like, I'm not a gamer. Like, was this recently or? 2014 is when the first one came out. Yeah, I don't know. And they have a series of them now, so. I don't even remember when they came out. Well, again, we're not, we play a Monopoly, and and as I said, I played The Sims. Right. Like, I would do fucked up things to The Sims, but I was not playing an active horror game. Right, no, I Such as this or, like, The Last of Us. Like, no. I agree. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, During the opening credits, Matthew Lillard is credited next to a scene of Purple Guy putting the Spring Bonnie slash Spring Trap suit, putting on the Spring Bonnie slash Spring Trap suit. And this foreshadows that he was the killer all along. But I wouldn't have gotten that at all because I did not understand anything about this movie. Before William Afton reveals his face, he wipes his knife the same way that Ghostface does in the screen. Yes, series. you can definitely. And I did tell. notice that, and I was very excited because I'm like Matthew. I was assuming he was actually in it, but at the time, but it doesn't matter. Matthew Lillard did the same scream thing. Yeah, yep. I loved that so little a thing. Little crossover between scream. I loved it. The line, I always come back, was first seen in the game Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria Simulator, which was from 2017. Okay. So, if I'm reading this, I don't think I really have much in here or if anything about it, but Matthew Lillard's character was not in the first game. He's not in there until, like, the third one that was released. So, they kind of were combining things, but that makes sense. For movies, it's different from a game. Yeah, rebranding it, reformatting it. Yeah, absolutely. 
so when Mike is talking to Abby's teacher, the words puppet, bear, bunny, fox, and chick are all on the blackboard. And I tried to look at the blackboard, but we saw this in theaters. We didn't rewatch this on, where is it? Peacock? Who Pe- has it? Uh, Peacock? Yeah, I think it's Peacock. Um, I, we didn't rewatch it, but we watched it in theaters. And I was like, I know there's words on that blackboard that are important. So thank right. you, IMDb user, well, for putting well, this up. Well, let's pause right there. Don't you think movies like this are better watched in theaters than streaming? Because you actually pay attention to it. You actually yeah. block it off and say for two yeah, hours. I agree. Yeah, we're, like we're, 100%. We're going to yeah. commit to watching this. Like, yeah, we would have probably missed that at streaming, too. Somebody would be playing with their phones. The dogs would be doing something. We yeah. just wouldn't be paying attention. No, but I, I mean, I prefer going to the movies. Yes. I, I prefer it as well. Uh, okay. When Michael enters the security room, you can see it's me on the mirror. What is that in reference to? I saw it. I saw the mirror. I have no idea. But I'm I'm missing the reference. I don't know. Do you know? I, it was creepy. I don't know. Did uh, did it say? No. I don't know. But so, I did see that on the mirror. So because I was like, that's creepy. So if you know the answer to that, please I, let us know. Maybe it's just the ghost children. I don't know. Maybe. Just fucking with people. <sighs> okay. Even before the movie was released, producer Jason Blum said that it had already made back its budget from selling the streaming and theatrical distribution rights. So how, how that works is they buy their back end out. Mm-hmm. So you're a producer, a filmmaker, you go to a streaming company and they mm-hmm. look at how much money it's going to make in lifetime and they give you a lump sum check. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that kind of took place took the place of the royalties. That's why most people don't get royalties mm-hmm. for streaming because they buy them out. Mm-hmm. This is a little information that you'll get on Robbie reviews that you won't get here is you, mm-hmm. we talk more about the business of filmmaking. Yeah. And that's why people are just like, Oh, they bought, bought me out for my residuals. They mm-hmm. usually do like 10 times the residuals mm-hmm. depending on the movie. Like Matthew Lillard would probably get, 20 times yeah they'll sure. buy him out mm-hmm. and in our in our uh newsletter limitless newsletter i'm writing a n- newsletter about how uh studios make money on previews mm-hmm. because i don't think people know that side of the business i think mm-hmm. people get confused with that is yeah how do they make money how, mm-hmm. you can actually make money from previews so that will be in our newsletter so uh okay so in August 2018, Scott Cawthon said that if the first film were to be successful, there could be a second and third following the events of the second and third games, respectively. Well, spoiler alert, didn't uh, Matthew Willard? I was just going to say, in January 2023, in an interview with the podcast Weekly MTG, Matthew Lillard revealed that he did sign a three-picture deal with the studios. So there are going to be three. I mean, at the end of the movie, though, I was like, well, he's clearly not going to actually die. Clearly. I mean, they they put him in a suit and, like, murder him. Right. But I was like, he's clearly going to come back and just haunt the fucking suit. I mean. What what do you think they would do differently for the the next installment? They're going to follow the games. I don't know anything about the games. There's other characters we haven't seen yet because we've seen people dressed. That little toy at the end. The little. There's a little toy. The circus clown. Yeah, that it's seen in the movie. That's rude. And then at the end of it, 
there's a that small was a mid credit. There's a mid credit scene. Yeah, and a guy. There, this per- the person is driver. waiting for an Uber or a taxi. He's a taxi driver, and he yeah. looks, and it's a small toy, and then it goes to black. So, it's really funny. So that would probably be in the next one. Yeah, he'll, I'm sure that thing will be back. It's very creepy and small and very funny how it just pops up everywhere. I love yeah, it. Yeah, people but, keep turning around and it turns around. Yeah, I mean, people who play the video games already probably have an idea of where the storyline is going. Don't you kind of think this reminds you of Toy, toy Story? Because these things come alive. You know, it's kind of like Andy and toys. Well, I mean, they don't acknowledge... Who haunts some of the, like, that little thing? And Something I'm not say- clearly haunts that thing for it to move, right? I'm not saying the toys in uh, Toy Story are haunted, but, no. you know, it's kind of like, oh, somebody's coming, we gotta freeze, right? There's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a big difference. Because in Toy Story, this the whole idea is that your toys are just alive and you're not able to see it. Right. But in this, like, these things are possessed. Clearly. Big difference in the two movies, yes. All right. Uh, Okay, so this grossed $80 million domestically in its opening weekend, more than any other Blumhouse film, surpassing Halloween 2018, which made $76 million. And it's also the second biggest opening weekend gross for any film that's based on a video game after the Super Mario Brothers movie. Matthew Willard uh, tweeted out or or Instagrammed out, oh, it's a $50 million weekend for... Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. So he was, and that was during the strike. So he couldn't really talk about it. Yeah, he was very excited when the strike was so called to an end because he could acknowledge this, this. This movie came out during the strike. Yeah, and so so many people went to it on the opening weekend. You, there was a, a video of him on Instagram being like, "I want to thank you, but I can't talk about it." Yeah, I can't actually tell so you what I want to thank you for. I'm just gonna say thank you. Yeah, you it know? was cute. Yeah, you couldn't so you acknowledge it. But you didn't want to get in trouble with SAG. So. Yeah, but it was really nice that he still wanted to say thank you because he, I don't have it in here, but I know I was reading where he basically was like, he didn't think he would ever be part of another franchise again like he was. That's my next thing. And Scream is still, I mean, well, he was in Scooby-Doo, all that stuff, but you know, like. Like a horror franchise. Yeah, Scream is still his big thing. And yeah. now he's going to have a whole new audience of people. And do you, I mean. You and I like him. I like him from Hackers. I like him from Scream. I like him he's from... He's just a good actor. N- numerous projects he's yeah. done. But like Scream, everybody's like, oh, when he was introduced, I can understand why this sold in previews and made back his budget even before it sold because he has such a loyal fan base. Yeah, and I mean, when they're setting the previews together, they knew it because he was actively in the previews. Right trailers for it because they knew he'd be a big draw and i mean we again we didn't know anything about this so trying to to watch the movie and then figure out what was going on like well well we'll get into it in a second let me do my last couple uh trivias and then we'll talk about it so uh okay five nights at freddy's was released on peacock so it was peacock on october 26th and then came out in theaters a day later on october 27th i don't like that so i was gonna ask you do you like that simultaneously streaming you can and- stream it but i think it should be in theaters at least like a week or two 
I think that's crappy for everyone involved in the film who makes their money from. I think Blumhouse did that with uh, Halloween. last Halloween. They started doing it at COVID. Right. Because they didn't think people would go to the theater, so they started releasing the Halloween movies same way and be simultaneously on Peacock and I w- I w- streaming. I would I like, like to see the numbers between, you know, how many people watched it on streaming, mm-hmm. like opening weekend, and how many people actually went to the theaters. I mean, they must have, they had box office numbers, so that means a lot of people did go to the theaters to see it. And when when Halloween was released, that was during COVID or just after COVID and people... Well, Halloween 2022. So Halloween yes. 2018 obviously was 2018. So right. that's why its numbers were so big because you had to go to right. watch it. But right, exactly. Yeah, after COVID, yeah, Halloween 2022 and Halloween... And I think so they Halloween actually, kills and Halloween ends. Was, I think they actually pushed it a little bit. Like Halloween. Oh, they were at least the last one I actively remember ends. Jamie Lee Curtis talking about how it'd be available on streaming. Yeah, right. Because they were like, oh, because we want you to be able to see it however you prefer but, feel comfortable and then it was on both but back in those times every movie was being pushed yeah mm-hmm. are you finished with your the last thing was the nicholas cage thing so willie's wonderland came out in 2021 stars nicholas cage and that has a plot that's inspired by five nights at freddy's where people are attacked by possessed animatronic characters at a Chuck E. Cheese type restaurant. So, also, funny thing is Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck e. Cheese when this movie was released they took out all their animatronics. Except for one, like one location, I think, in California or something. I think that's funny. They said it has nothing to do with this. It's like a coincidence. But seriously, it clearly was because of this. Yeah. Because they know either people are going to start being freaked out. Like, they weren't already. Those things are creepy at Chuck E. Cheese. You didn't like Ch- Chuck E. Cheese? You didn't you like going there? Anything that's like this is very creepy. When, when you were a kid, you didn't think... Going to Chuck E. Cheese was the shit. No, because the animatronics are very creepy. Mine was Discovery Zone. I like going to the, dis- the, the Discovery, Discovery Zone, Zone was where you should go because that was the best place ever. But I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. I did go to Chuck E. Cheese too. And I was. Thought it was I rarely uh, went to Chuck E. Cheese, and I was not a fan of the animatronics. Now that may have also partially been because I used to go to Disney, which didn't have freaky ass looking animatronics. By the time I started going. Well, like Sammy, these Chuck E. Cheese people. Sammy went to Disney a lot in her life. I still so. do. And I was, we went to Universal today and I was very judgy of their animatronics in my mind. I so, have to be honest. What do you, so let me ask you questions that I would usually ask. And what did you think of the writing? Like if you had to write the writing from the 10, uh, 1 to 10, what would you give it? I mean, not knowing anything about the video game, I mean, like a nine because it gave backstory I for do. the characters, like everybody, the dead, like yeah. why they're haunted, why they mm-hmm. move. I think they did a good, great character development. What yeah. was going on for even for people like you and I that were walking into it and we we're like, we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And that that's one thing I w- was really judging it harshly on, like. If we walked in this movie and it was like confusing to us, I wouldn't mm-hmm. give it such a high remark. What would you give it? I'd give it about a nine too. Okay. And one thing I liked, since we do spoilers, we don't care. Um, yeah, I liked that you had the build up with the the sister, and they're like she's you know withdrawn. She does all these crazy drawings all day. She talks to people that he thinks are invisible, but there was really the ghost kids. I like that tie in. Right, right. And like when you have that bit where she's going she's walking around in the 
the pizzeria by herself and you think she's going to get attacked by all of them, but it's the ghost kids. So they're like, Hey, we're your friends. Right. Right. The ghost kids. Yeah. And she's just like hanging out with them. And it was very creepy to see them all together. I Mm -hmm. liked that. When the brother walked in, Mm -hmm. they were going to get him, Mm -hmm. but that he was like, no, no, Mm -hmm. this is my brother. Mm -hmm. I I figured he was going to be a goner. It was crazy at that point in time. And then I liked the whole bit with obviously Matthew Lillard's character because, you know, he was in at the beginning giving him the job. And I'm like, well, clearly something's wrong with him because when he's like, like asking him the weird questions, he looked at the guy's name because he recognized the name because they wanted to add Abby to the, the list. Right. And just the way he's like, oh, I have a job for you. And I'm like, well, something's clearly wrong with this guy because he's being very sketchy at this point. So when it came to the end and they were talking about the father and the bunny suit and doing all that stuff with him, I just remember you and I were like, this is Matthew again. Like, he's the guy, right? And the reason why Matthew Lillard knew his name is because here's another big spoiler is in the beginning of the movie, even before he got this job, he kidnapped his brother Mm -hmm. and killed him. Oh, and they, but yeah, I forgot about that and the sister tie-in. So yeah, I forgot he also knew it because he had killed Killed, the brother. And so that's why it was like, oh, you should be a security guard at this. Mm -hmm. So he already knew and was familiar with- They had that big tie-in, yeah. So that was a great story. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the story, the writing, they had a great, it was great for people like us that didn't Mm -hmm. know anything. Yeah, and I liked the twist. Yes. Yeah, with him being the bad and it, guy. It wasn't overly like you eventually figured it out like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be Matthew Lillard. But it yeah. didn't just come out and say it like no. most. It gave mm-hmm. you a good story and you were like, OK, this and is I, where Matthew. I like the daughter to the police officer because it was weird that she just would come and hang out. And yeah, I'm like, like it doesn't doing? make it doesn't make any sense. She knows something else is going on. So they did like the little build up in her character. Too, what do you, I thought was good. What do you think she was saying with the, the sleeping pills? She was like, if you're a guy you have to stay alert. Was that her own way of being like, she was warning him. You have That's to what be, she kept saying. She was trying to warn him because you have to be up because yeah. you're something's going to happen to you. She couldn't flat out tell him for her own stupid reasons, but she could have. She exactly. She could have been like, stupid. "Bro, my dad killed your brother." Mm-hmm. You know, and now they want your sister. And, I mean, yeah, yeah. But that's what she was trying to do. Was like, you can't fall asleep here because they could just come and get him anytime. Right. So she's like, "You, if you're here, you're awake." Right. Yeah, that was the whole point. And then, I, and I know she had her father, and she was trying to protect her father, and she had some kind of loyalty on that, mm-hmm. but. At the end of it, when she's getting killed by her father, mm-hmm. where's the loyalty in that? I mean, she should have known better. Yeah. He was not. Yeah. Mm-mm. So what did you think about the directing in this? One to ten. I mean, again, probably like a nine. I mean, I think the setups of everything, it was very set the, the creepiness pretty well. I would say in this in the pizzeria, the sh- the lighting, the set design, the set design, the way they cho- chose to set up the shots, the way that they set up like Foxy being like, you know, when the lights were flashing on off and you saw Foxy for like two seconds in the doorway, didn't like that. That was pretty fucking creepy. And then when they got all the way down 
on the ground when the cupcake was attacking him. Like it was very in your face about right, right. what was happening. And then we saw the the that Fosbear like head coming mm-hmm. at the security guard, and then at the end coming at him. The, very, yeah, very the, like nerve wracking. When they're when they're in the chair. Yeah, and they and shot trying, it, so it was coming right at the camera. And yeah. It was, uh, and like they're trying freaky. to, it reminded me of Saw. Yeah, it like, was like it actually made me uncomfortable. And I, and that's exactly the, the way they filmed it. Mm-hmm. They wanted the viewer to be very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You and I give movies higher re- reviews than most of these platforms because um, I, I would give it a nine as well. Yeah, I mean, if I liked the movie, like you we're know. giving you honest opinions about like I'm not like a professional movie critic. This is just I liked the movie. And yeah, and if we didn't like the movie, we would we would tell you, look, yeah. don't even go see it. Yeah. So again, that was directing. Now we're gonna go into cinematography, which we kind of already have yeah. been talking about. Mm-hmm. So one to ten on that. Again, like a nine, because I thought the colors, the lighting, it was all very well done. Okay. I can get behind a nine as well. So, uh, acting, one to ten. I mean, honestly. You given another nine? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Movies are are kind of sold by the acting. Like, if you have good actors, the movie is going to do well. Yeah. If you put bad actors in a movie that can't sell that they're actually, you know, they're not really in this situation, but they can sell you. Yeah that they're in this situation, mm-hmm. that's when you know you have a good dynamite cast. Well, and they had kids. They had a lot of kids they had to work yes. with on this. And I think the kids did a very good job. You the know, those kids, absolutely. Yeah, now granted, I know the kids were never having to do the horrible things in the suits because obviously that was the animatronics right, and act, right. like grown-up actors. But, you know, I think when they did have the children featured, they did a good job yes in their acting especially the little blonde boy who had to take on a lot more of the the main role yeah because he was really the one actively talking to both mike and then the abby right so i thought that was really good of course matthew lillard was like insane at the beginning he was such a fucking weirdo in that office like perfect like just looked like a serial killer right. you know just that kind of weirdo and mm-hmm. then at the end when he came out all psychotic yeah, you know I love like psychotic Matthew Lillard. It was it was great. It ties back into Scream, mm-hmm. or it ties back into Hackers with mm-hmm. the, his role with ser- serial killer. Mm-hmm. That's his name in Hackers. Have you seen Hackers? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you made me watch it. I like Hack the Planet. If you haven't seen that, because who else is in that? Um, um, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I was in gonna there. say Angelina Jolie. Yeah, then you definitely made me watch it because you're like, this movie is great. Well, I From figured, like the 80s or whatever. I figured you'd want to watch it because of Matthew Lillard. So, all right. So let's get into editing. One to one to ten. This is the one I'm never really good at. Like, how do you determine what makes good editing? Well, how does it make you feel? Does, were you creeped out? Were you like so, excited, scared? I don't know. What, are, what were you? So it's like a horror movie, right? Yeah. But, Did you buy it? Did you buy what you were watching? Yes. I think that was good because it was creepy. It wasn't as overly scary as I thought it was going to be. It was gross. It wasn't as gory as it could be. Like the worst part was when Max got cut in half. That was pretty gnarly. Didn't like that. But 
And the cupcake was the cupcake was like the worst one. I swear. I'm like, good lord! If that thing come at me, I'd just be like, I this is it. Like chewing your face off. I thought I thought Thanksgiving was more gory than this. Thanksgiving is one we will be talking about soon, and that was disgusting. Well, we will. Super gross, but no. This one, I mean, it was like strange because the little kids being in the the animatronics, like when you knew that they were haunted, it was very creepy seeing them not moving, but knowing that there's something in it. Yeah. Like they did a good job of setting that up with the way they cut the shots and everything. Right. And again, I already told you, like, I thought the Foxy in and out was really well done. Um, but I don't know. I guess that would be the only confusing thing on it was the vibe. Was it supposed to be super scary? Because at times there were like some jump scares, but it was just not I'd overly scary. I'd probably times. give the ed- editing about an eight. Yeah, I can agree with that. I thought it was. You know, I mean, so I good, thought it. But... I mean, even though I'm giving this an eight, I still think the overall movie is great. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you think about sound design? The sound. Well, the, I mean, one the to sound... ten. I'd probably give that a nine. And the sound was good because, because it sucked you because yeah, they had them video playing. and the sound goes hand in hand. Yeah. Like if you really want to sell mm-hmm. a movie, mm-hmm. have great sound. Yeah. I mean, there were never any drops or anything weird like that that would cause you to get out of the movie. And then the the way they did like the animatronics, mm. you know, that was good with them playing the the songs. And the Foxy thing, obviously, they did a good job in descending to stay true to the the, the video game, game. Video game. Yeah, but I mean, it, it fit like it never stuck out to me as like, that's weird. I was just like, oh, that's fucking creepy that he makes that noise. That's great. so one thing in production, people will forgive bad video, like shaky video or not in that of like not focused video. But one thing why they will not forgive is bad audio. Yeah, I don't like it if I can't understand what's if happening. The audio I can't hear it or is something. Bad, yeah, your your movie is fucked. I don't like that. It's so me. I would give it a nine. Yeah, sure. No. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not good at judging that. It sounded good. Okay. Score at the end of it. I think it did well. Uh, it went had that scene, like it had a. It was like a the video game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. It actually was like you're watching the end of a video game, like you're mm-hmm. playing the Ninja Turtles and mm-hmm. think about the end, like the shredder would come yeah. up and all that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. So I mm-hmm. would probably give that another nine. Yeah, I mean, and none of it took you out of the scene like it all and was it appropriate. Went well, it fit yeah. well into it. Set it. the vibes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Production design. I think we kind of already did Cast, that. Yeah. That's it, like the set and everything, set, everything right? like that. Yeah. We, we'd I give that a nine as well. I mean, I would almost probably give it like a nine and a half because I just Why don't you just go piece, ahead and say ten? I don't know if I want to say a ten because that's like high expectations. But like the set was really well done. Yeah, I mean, the pizzeria no, was believable. A, it looked like It was very creepy from the school. outside. Where, where do you think they got the name from? I have no idea. I mean, I'm talking about like, like the the makers of the game. Like, yeah, how I know. do you think they came up with that? I don't know, but it just it sounds like one of those cheesy like 80s they places. Just, I feel like they were around Freddy a table Fosbears. and they were just thinking shit up, and somebody yeah. was like, "Oh, Freddy Fazbear." Well, because they had like Chuck E. Cheese, right? I mean, like yeah. it's the same sort of vibe, but. 
No, I thought the abandoned look of it was perfect. The way they have to gate it off because of vandals. And then the inside. It looked I like an abandoned Chuck E. Cheese. Well done. Yeah. And you have the. Oh, that was another thing, too. When you're looking at where Foxy was, they had like the curtains. They had the curtains over all of them. But Foxy was like off to the side, right? Uh-huh. With the curtain. And then they would check the security cameras. You notice how like the curtain would like come open and not be open. I was like, yes. I don't like this. Yes. I don't like, I'm not feeling this. See, but that was that this was little Ford, shit like that with the curtains. The way he peeked behind the curtain and it just, oh. And the creature shop did a great job in making them come to life too. Okay. One to 10 with casting. I mean, I feel like I want to give them a 10 because they picked some good kids to be in this movie. I would give that a 10. Because I feel, I feel like finding kids is a hard thing. Yeah. So let me ask Even you. Even Abby was like amazing. Why did you go see this movie in the first place? I mean, because what, Matthew Lillard is in it. So you believe you have to have an A-list star to no. go see a movie? Mm-mm. Okay. No, because we saw Thanksgiving. I didn't know who the fuck was in that. So but when, you, it, when Patrick Dempsey came up, I was like, oh, he's in this. I didn't but, know who the hell was. So in that the movie. only reason you wanted to see Thanksgiving was I was excited about it. Well, the poster looked cool for that one. So and I and you said it was a horror movie. And I'm like, well, it's, so let me it's ask a you holiday this movie we could go see on streaming uh-huh. and in the poster. Do you need to see an A-list celebrity to actually watch the the film Sometimes, or television show? Sometimes. Probably yes. Okay. Like for this movie, because I don't really enjoy things that move because they're haunted. I don't like haunted dolls. I'm I really su- don't like these weird. I'm actually surprised you wanted to see this. Well, Matthew, because was it had a lot of. Ha- so she gets nervous about like the Ghost Avengers. You know, I don't want that's things a- moving on their own. Well, I don't like things that are possessed. We can watch Jack Osborne's uh, show, like Night of Terror. All day long. I don't know, because it seems very fake. Sorry, Jack Osborne. But it's mostly, and it's, if Jamie Kenny is on there, then I'm just watching because he's hilarious no matter what's happening. But. Is that why you watch that? He's so funny. I love it. But, um, no, for instance, okay, like, uh, it's a small world. You couldn't even pay me a million dollars to spend the night in there. Really? You Those do fucking that? things, I'm convinced, are going to come to life and murder me. Well, maybe they do. They probably do. I think in the Kingdom Keepers books, they do come to life. No, thank you. It's a a Disney book series. Look it up. It's from a while ago because we're old. But no, I don't like like Annabelle. No, thank you. I just I don't like things that are haunted. And I do not care. I was not a fan of the animatronics. As cool as I think the whole concept is. No, I did not enjoy every time he peeked behind the, the fucking thing and they were just standing there looking fucking creepy as shit. Or the fact that that foxy thing was standing in the hallway and, and he didn't notice. And I'm like, this is horrible. Or every time like the gang members, you just turn around and there it is. Yeah. No, or even that little the little thing they were just talking yeah. about, the little clown. No, I don't like that, that it moves around and you just find it in random places. No. So my next question is, could you see this movie again? I would watch it again because I liked the twist and I like Matthew Lillard. Do you think you miss things? That's why you'd want to see it again? I mean. Would you be? I think when we go see a movie the first time, I think we're actually interested in the story and we don't want to miss things. I mean, I'm sure there are little things, but I feel like you probably pick more stuff up if you play the video games than we would. As a story, I don't think I really missed much because I picked up on the plot twist and all that stuff. 
So my last one to 10 is effects from one to 10. Well, I want to give, I mean, realistically, again, like a nine and a half. You don't want to give them a 10? Because no. all the... It would have been cooler if they never used stunt actors, although bravo stunt actors for getting paid so to if do they, what you do. If, if they, they didn't could have do just stunt, done the animatronics the whole movie... That would have been a 10. That Because that would have been amazing if they did that. But what they did do, keep in mind, again, the creature what shot... What they're allowed to accomplish. That's insane. What they created and the fact that that foxy thing did walk on its own, I would have been creeped the fuck out if I was on she likes the Muppets. I like the Creature Shop is not the Muppets, though. It's Jim Henson's. Yeah. They don't make Muppets. They Um, make the weird shit that you see in movies. But it's the same company. It is, but they're not making Muppets. We got to be clear. Yes, I know. The Muppets are its own separate thing. Separate things. The Creature Shop makes things from, like, the labyrinth. Right. Like. Yes, no, I understand. But for people that don't know that, same company, but different departments. Yes. Think of that. I follow the Creature Shop on Instagram, though, because I think it's fascinating what they create. It's insane. And I think that what they accomplished was very cool. But it would have been super cool if they never had your lands, not actors, and it was solely just these fucking creepy-ass robot things. No, I agree. But kudos again to stunt actors. Get the money. I think it's good. You, you should have paid work. Pay, so, payday. Yeah, I could say that torn, you know, thing there. But what would you say? No, I would agree with you. I think if it was all animatronics, that would have been cool. But I understand the technology isn't there yet or they couldn't figure out how to do it. So I agree. Yeah. Nine and a half. So would you recommend this movie to other people? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for streaming for children. And I wouldn't recommend it if you do not like horror movies even though i didn't think it was particularly scary it is gross very gross at times and again the animatronics are very creepy so so dolls yeah animatronics things like that creepy out probably not the best movie which these should creep you out and it's a good thing chuck e cheese is getting rid of would you recommend seeing this movie at home or at the theaters well every time you ask me this i'm going to say watch it in the Theaters, I feel like. But it only has that 90 Unless it's window. like a Hallmark movie, and then it's like, no, you can just stream that. But right. a lot of these movies, I'm probably almost always going to say you should always see it in theaters. Because I agree that's with you. Because that's a, the a way whole they, different vibe. the filmmaker intended you. Yes. Even though you have to. Nolan, right? Even if you're like. you to know that. Go to the theaters. Even if you're like us, and you go to the AMC, and you have to listen to Nicole Kidman give the same speech mm-hmm. for the umpteenth year in a row it feels like it's only when been two th- years when do you think amc is really going to update that i feel like they're not going to at this point because they're like it's such a meme and people like i've read that people go to that theater and like recreate the whole thing they really yeah in la wherever she filmed it yeah wow that's also funny. looks like a very nice amc though yeah a lot nicer than what we go to mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, so that is our show. Do you have anything else to add about this? Uh, I mean, no, I feel like we kind of talked about it as we as we went. Yeah, the animatronics are creepy. There are lots, there are jump scares in there. There's something for everybody in yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you get the difference between You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast and Robbie Reviews. So if you like more of the backstory, more of the film business side of things, you like Robbie reviews, you like the yeah, Robbie so reviews podcast. Usually in Robbie reviews, we don't do a whole lot of trivia. We share some trivia, but we don't do like a whole list like right. we do in the Boogeyman podcast. Right. And we don't do like kill counts and stuff if it's if it's a scary movie. So far, we haven't done 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we could have done an Oppenheimer and talked about how many people died in the, right. the bombing, but uh, that's more a boogeyman where we do kill counts and kind of break down, you know, who died and how they died and all that stuff. But yeah, so, and are so, we gonna do Thanksgiving? So as yeah, a duel the, the next well? next episode is gonna be a crossover episode. It's gonna be uh, Thanksgiving, yeah, and we'll probably get that done on Thursday mm-hmm. and get that out. So, yeah, another good movie. We'll just preview it. But, but yeah, a lot bash. of these are we have, crossover. Well, Robbie Reviews also has Wish coming up. That will be not on right. other show. Wish will probably eventually make it on the Pixie Dust Twins. But right. That show be a Robbie will, Reviews. will be sponsored by the Pixie Dust Twins. But it'll be solely on Robbie Reviews where we'll break down Wish and what we thought about that. And then we have some straight horror movies that'll only be on the boogeyman coming right. up that we're going to do holiday themed a couple of those to close out and definitely summer. definitely check out our newsletter limitless yes. newsletter if you guys want to keep up to date on what's going on in hollywood mm-hmm. and the media industry if you are like me and want to know all the ins and outs of it definitely subscribe to that mm-hmm. That's I do a lot of work with that. I'm always calling people, asking mm-hmm. people what's going on, the ins and outs of that. So please sub- like, subscribe. And since we're just plugging all of our shows, the Pixie Dust Twins, we have, we're in December. So we have entered our Christmas themed month. We'll be talking Christmas movies. But in particular, the I believe it should come out the week of Christmas. We're going to be doing Home Alone 1 and 2 I'm and have some special that. guests on the episode assuming you're committed yeah you should be, be on, on and we have one other special guest that should be on as long as nothing falls through so it'll be a crowded episode but i think it's gonna be a lot of fun talking about two of our favorite holiday movies yeah it's not christmas if you don't watch those movies we were actually going through all the christmas movies that we feel like we love and it's it's actually quite the list yes and I was, I had actually been thinking about it because I'm like, oh, what about Halloween movies? And I'm like, well, technically we watch horror movies literally all year round mm-hmm. and not just because of the podcast. Like we just do we that. Just do that. So yeah, Christmas movies though, perch, they're pretty much stuck in November and December. So. And one big thing I want to announce that uh, if you're a big Monster Squad fan, we're trying to get the actor Sean the actor that played mm-hmm. Sean on the Monster Squad. Very cool. His name's Andrew. We're actually trying to get him on the mm-hmm. podcast. Very cool. So we're trying to get an interview with him. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. Very excited about that. A big, huge Monster Squad uh, fan. think it's very underrated. Mm-hmm. So I love the Monster Squad. If that can happen, that's cool. Yeah, I hope it works out. We're able so. to actually talk to him. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Please mm-hmm. like, subscribe. And uh, stay spooky. Was that a question? No, stay you spooky. Sounded, you seem like you were questioning, so. Or do you want to stay dangerous? Stay, stay dangerous? Or Dangertainment. Some... Dangertainment. <laughs> okay, we're going to go now. All right. Bye. Bye. You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast is produced and hosted by Robbie and Sammy Brooksby as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Podcast Network. Post-production and intro by Sammy Brooksby. Follow the show on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. You can also follow the Limitless Broadcasting Company at Limitless Broadcasting and your horror hosts at Robert1950 Studios and at The Samalam. We also have a TikTok at 1950 Studios. 
Email your creepy comments and spooky suggestions to us at boogeymanpod at gmail.com. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. Have a horrific week.